Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast Music Edition. Tonight we pay tribute to Lane Staley of Allison Chains, who was born today 55 years ago. He died in 2002, 20 years ago, on April 5th, 2002. Eight years on the same day that Kurt Cobain died in 1994. Why are we talking about Lane Staley? Well, my promise to you tonight is to inform you and to let you know about this wonderful singer who, coupled with Jerry Cantrell's vocals of Alice in Chains, made them a very distinct band during that whole 90s run, the Seattle rock rock sound. And I always want to educate people on Lane Staley, his voice, his influence, and so that voice is not forgotten in the haze of other singers. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, Music Edition, coming up. I, I heard him in, uh, it's like some, the Tacoma Little Theater or something, playing with like Johnny and those guys. The first time I heard that guy, I was in love with him. It was just amazing. He really helped me kind of, you know, being around him inspired me to be a better singer, to, to, to work on that more and give me a lot more confidence. And in the later records, you know, he was like, man, they're your songs, you sing them, you know what I mean? So... So he really pushed me to kind of step up and uh, the blend, you know, we were always kind of singing together, you know, whether we would take songs and parts and, you know, more of the earlier stuff is completely, pretty much completely lame and, and uh, you know, I'd always be piping in the backups and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he really pushed me to push me to become uh, more than I was, you know, and, uh, and I'm always grateful for that. Lane Staley was, you know, one of the best friends I ever had. He had a real mischievous sense of humor, uh-huh. high intelligence he uh was the most powerful singer ever you could you'd be standing on the side of stage and you could feel you know like his voice would just go through you i had this job where i was sweeping floors about 15 years ago and that's already a bum out when that's your job to sweep floors and we're listening to the radio and uh the rock announcer came on and said that lane staley had died so you take a you take a really depressing mood and moment, and then you amplify that by ten. And I just remember that such a drag, and uh, the day just seemed to just to turn horrible um, because of the way his his vocals uh, affected me and and millions of others. You know, easily one of the most unique vocalists and lyricists ever. It's like a real eerie, almost uh, premonitional lyrics with a lot of his songs you know listening back now after he's passed away it's just like you know man in the box uh, it's it's almost it's almost spooky but you feel that lane staley is in a good place i have no idea but you said in one of your blogs that you saw him in a dream and you i saw him in a dream and it felt like you know seeing him there yeah that like maybe he's in a good place but i also felt like is that, and I, I don't know if I say it in the blog or not, is that a projection? Uh, is that what I want to see? Or is that, um, you know, or is that what's really going on? And I've had that experience a lot. I always sort of wake up with the feeling that that, that somehow that's an indication that they are somewhere good, but I don't know. Lane had this, he was great because he was like, he had a very youthful, I mean, we were, I, 
25 at the time, 26. I mean, we're still really young. Super funny, great sense of humor, like very lighthearted. And and, yeah. um, and and he was like a really good dude, you know, like right. he was cool. And there were always kids out front that wanted to get in. And Lane would give his guest list to those kids that couldn't get in. Wow. That, like that, those were his guests, were yeah. the kids like on the street trying to get a ticket. Lane's vocals were so unique and original, but... As, as awesome as Lane was, you got to give so much credit to Jerry as well. If you, li I mean, if you read the lyrics on Dirt, it's all about his heroin addiction. You know, half the songs on that album, he's crying out for help and and just laying it out there, you know, very openly and writing about it. And um, you know, I, I guess there were many years after the band broke up or took a break, and you know, you hear the stories of how Lane was just just shacked up and just doing drugs and just, you know, whittling away and, and dying. And, and not only Lane, but Mike Starr as well. Uh, the first time I saw Alice in Chains, they were opening up for Extreme at a small Orange County club. Uh, during the their opening set, I was the only one in the front row and probably the only one there that really had a clue what was what the fuck was going on. Uh, and they blew my mind and been blowing my mind ever since. So I spent a lot of time laughing with Lane, arguing which of us was more metal the end of the day it was perhaps him though i'm still trying as a singer and as a human being i felt that he was speaking to another realm and that really stuck with me it was beautiful it was beautiful i'm a huge fan of 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 lane staley's voice i think that the story of his life is, is pretty brutal and i think that you know how he died was pretty sad and um I think, I think the saddest part about that is nobody cared enough to find him for two weeks. You know what I, mean? I think that Lane Staley can't be replaced, to be honest. Um, but it was, not, it, was, it was good to see that Ellison Chains is still, still around and doing it, you know. To say that Lane Staley was an influence on me is a tremendous understatement. I mean, I know I'm a professional drummer, but I like, I love to sing. Uh, a friend of mine first played uh, Allison Chains Unplugged, MTV Unplugged, and... You could see in the DVD, like, you know, his eyes are all bloodshot, like he probably didn't get a lot of sleep, was probably hitting something, you know, not too good. And um, But it didn't matter. His his voice was just amazing. His tone was amazing. His pitch was dead on. Like, the dude was a freak. He was a complete freak of nature. And, uh, yeah, what an amazing talent. We didn't expect, you know, to, to chart where we did. You know, we thought maybe we'd chart down way down at the bottom yeah, and climb and build up, up yeah. kind of like we did with the first record so to be in the top 10 right away was something we really didn't think was was going to be that accessible or, <laughs> or that accepted you know <clears throat> it was really a shock well by the end of facelift though actually i mean you know, i actually had some pretty good hopes for the album you know but but you know definitely surpassed what we even thought but just, to, just for the fact alone that, that Facelift did what it did, even though it took a long time to do it, which was cool, you know, it was totally cool the way it happened. I figured all those people would be there, you know. I mean, the people who bought the album and didn't return it, which, you know, fortunately was not too many people, um, I figured they'd be there for the next listen, you know. <laughs> for the next listen, you know, and, and they were. You know, so we expected that to happen, but boy, not not the fucking way it did. It's pretty cool. It's kind of kind of amazing sometimes, you know. It's like in three months we've done we've done what it took us like sixteen months to do last time. You know, it's it's pretty wild. It's just, it's a set, you know.
to into space. People will get different attitudes of, uh, about you if you are. Good evening. <clears throat> Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, Music Edition. If you grew up in the 90s, you know, there was the grunge sound. You had all these bands coming out of Seattle. Lane Stally. And then you had Lane Stally of Alice in Chains. Born August 22nd, today, 1967. 55 years ago. Yeah. Died April, sec uh, April 5th, 2002. Uh, he was age 34. He died. Oh, this is just eerie. Um, exactly. Let's go. First and foremost, such a such an amazing singer. Oh my goodness, such an amazing singer. And um, if you listen to Alice in Chains, which I did, and and I think of my friend, um, James whom I went to the college with and um, we would always talk about Alice in Chains. I think we were, we were coming back from Disneyland with another friend and um, Allison, I, I had burned the Alice in Chains um, album, I think Best of the Box, and we listened to it and, you know, it kind of colored the evening, shall we say. So eight years. This is this is eerie. Lane Staley, Lane Staley died eight years to the day, the same day as Kurt Cobain. Both just iconic voices of that era. You know, you had Nirvana, you had Allison Chains, you had Soundgarden, you had Stone Temple Pilots. They're all gone. They're all gone. And I've always felt, I mean, you know, you could say who's better. You know, yeah, Kurt Cobain died April 5th, 1994. Lane Staley died April 5th, 2002. Both born the same year, same age. Oh, my goodness. But if you grew up listening to those songs, I mean... <laughs> It you know to hear those two voices and yes, Allison Chains continued. They have a new a new singer. Um, I've heard some of their stuff, you know, and maybe eventually I'll give them a chance again. But for me, it was Lane Staley. That voice with Jerry Cantrell, and what I did is I played. It was a loud wire where all these different musicians talked about Lane Staley, including the late Chris Cornell. Um, William Duvall is, has been the singer of Alice in Chains since um, 2002, or not 2002, what year was it? 2006, yeah, he's been in a long time. Oh my goodness, Facelift, 1990, Dirt, 1992, Jar of Flies, 1994, I mean the list goes on and on. And yeah, there theirs was a success that builded, and it wasn't overnight. And um, 
Yeah. It's just, you know, you listen to those songs now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So many great songs. And the legacy of Alice in Chains. They put out Facelift ex- August 21st, 1990, 32 years ago. Followed by Sap, the EP, February 4th, 1992, 30 years ago. And September 29th this year will be the 30th anniversary of Dirt. Dirt really is the album that solidified Alice in Chains. I mean, you've got Wood, you've got Them Bones, you've got Angry Chair, one of my favorites, Rooster, Down in a Hole, that whole album. It's just, oh my goodness. Followed by Jar of Flies, you got No Excuses, I Stay Away, Don't Follow. It was released January 25th, 1994. Alice in Chains, self-titled, released November 7th, 1995. Grind, Heaven Beside You, again. Um, Unplugged, released July 30th, 1996. Oh, goodness. And then Nothing Safe, Best of the Box, released in June of 1999. Yeah. They had a really good run, Allison Chains. And then they came back. They came back in 2009 with Black Gives Way to Blue with their new lead singer. So... It was the first record with that original lead singer, Lane Staley, who died in 2002, and their first album with new vocalist and rhythm guitarist, William Duvall. Yep. Mm. I didn't know Alton John is on that album. There are so many emotions that we could conjure. Oh, I do love to conjure when it comes to Lane Staley. I was going to do a whole nother show, but I thought, I was such a big Alice in Chains fan. And when you hear those songs, they are stunning to listen to. And then there, you know, there are so many album tracks. They really, they really, in terms of the vocals, stood out. None of the other bands had that. It was almost kind of like a country kind of quality. Sea of Sorrow is such a good song. I love that. And it got me wrong. Although the acoustic version is better. Nutshell. I mean, I, I could go down the list. If we go down the list, you know, you got Angry Chair, Get Born Again, We Die Young, Man in the Box, Them Bones, Iron Gland, Down on the Hole, Rooster, Got Me Wrong, Acoustic, No Excuses, I Stay Away, What the Hell Have I, Grind Again, Wood. Oh, my goodness. This band... I mean, and we're talking about a vocalist who died 20 years ago. I remember seeing that, that the vocalist of Alice in Chains had died. And um, it was sad. It was sad. (laughs) What's beautiful is, is that now we continue to listen to those songs Allison Chain songs have been featured in films. I remember hearing Rooster in Terminator Salvation. And I mean, bands have been influenced by them and try to conjure that same energy and same vocalistics 
that Jerry and Lane so beautifully did together. I mean, the band as a whole, I really, you know, sometimes, yes, that's the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame because all of the greats are not in there. Some some of them didn't live to see it. And it would it would be a beautiful thing for Alice in Chains and Soundgarden to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I have a whole list of people. Um, I actually made a Spotify list <laughs> of the people who really should be inducted or in, induced, <laughs> indicted. <laughs> that's that's a that's a more appropriate um, a tune for it. I mean, here here's just a here's just a list. Bjork, PJ Harvey, The Breeders, Sleater Kinney, Bikini Kill, Cypress Hill, Tori Amos, Soundgarden, Allison Chains, Ministry, Skinny Puppy, Snoop Dogg, Nas, Rock Him, Eric Bean, Rock Him, Tool, Vape No More, Deftones, Melvins, Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Jane's Addiction, Weezer, Sheryl Crow, Sarah McLaughlin, Melissa Etheridge, Alanis Morissette, The Wallflowers, Stone Temple Pilots, Pet Shop Boys, Pixies, Sonic Youth, Sade, Cher. Collective Soul, Erica Badu, Patti LaBelle, Anita Baker, Fiona Apple, The Verve, Beck, The Flaming Lips, Helen Wolf, The Smiths, Shaka Khan, George Michael, Sinead O'Connor, Bette Midler, The Chicks, Iggy Pop, solo stuff. I mean, you can take some, you know, liberties with that list. But Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. I think for me, it doesn't, it, it, I don't think it really matters to the band. I think for the, it's like with Rush, it didn't really matter to them. It mattered more to the fans. So here we are talking about a singer that I absolutely loved, Lane Staley. I mean, there. Uh, if you think of some of the lyrics, especially down in a hole, and you know he's talking about he decorated it like a grave. Um, and then his wings have been forsaken. And Rooster, oh, God. Alice in Chains as a whole. Without Lane, think about that. Think about that sound. The sound really is altered now. W William does re a great job. But you can't take away Lane and what he contributed to that band and his influence on other singers. And I'm all about facts, and I'm all about, you know, um, getting the audience to kind of wake up. So you're going to wake up. Okay. What a, what a monumentous moment here. Uh, here's, here's just some insight into his musical um, heroes. Deep Purple, Stooges, Anthrax, Judas Priest, Saxton, Rainbow, Merciful Fate, Twisted Sister, Van Halen, and Ministry. The Lords of the New Church and Skinny Puppy. He also cited Prince and David Bowie as two of his biggest idols. Lane began playing drums at age 12. He played in several glam bands in the early teens. But by this point, Staley, Staley had aspirations of becoming a singer. In 1984, Staley joined a group of sure good high students in a band called Sleaze, which later featured members of the uh, Dehumanizers and Second Coming. 
1985, Staley and his band Sleaze made a cameo in Father's Rock, a low-budget movie from Seattle's public access channel. In 1986, Sleaze morphed into Alice in Chains, a band which Staley said dressed in drag and played speed metal. The new band performed around the Seattle area playing Slayer and Armored Saint covers. <laughs> Staley met guitarist Jerry Cantrell at a party in Seattle while working at Music Bank Rehearsal Studios in 1987. A few months before that, Cantrell had watched Staley performing with his then-band, Allison Chains, in his hometown at the Tacoma Little Theater, and was impressed by his voice. Cantrell was homeless after being kicked out of his family's house, so Staley invited Cantrell to live with him at the music bank. The two fast friends lived as roommates for over a year in the dilapidated rehearsal space they shared. Oh my goodness. Yep. Local promoter Randy Hosser became aware of Allison Chains at a concert and offered to pay for demo recordings. However, one day before the band was due to record at the Music Box Bank studio in Washington, police shut down the studio during the biggest cannabis raid in the history of the state. The final demo completed in 1988 was named The Treehouse Tapes and found its way to the music managers Kelly Curtis and Susan Silver, who also managed the Seattle-based band Soundgarden. Curtis and Silver, Silver passed the demo on to Columbia Records A&R representative Nick Terrazzo, who set up an appointment with label president Donnie Einer. Based on the Treehouse tapes, Terrazzo signed Alice in Chains to Columbia in 1989. The band also recorded another untitled demo over a three-month period in 1989. This recording can be found on the bootleg release Sweet Alice. Alice in Chains released their debut album, Facelift, on August 21st, 1990, shaping the band's signature style. The second single, Man in the Box, with the lyrics written by Staley, became a huge hit. Man in the Box is widely recognized for its distinctive, wordless opening melody, where Staley's peculiar tense throat vocals are matched in a unison with effects-laden guitar, followed by pretentious lines like Jesus Christ, deny your maker and who tries who will be wasted with Cantrell's drier and less urgent voice and that's how it got on running it got on running and what a monumentous band mm. I didn't know this. On August 22nd, 2019, which would have been Staley's 52nd birthday, Seattle Mayor Je Jenny Durkin officially proclaimed that day as Lane Staley Day in the city of honor of Staley's contributions to the world of music. The day was also a call to attention to the Lane Staley Memorial Fund established by his parents in 2002. Hmm. What a monumentous singer he has missed. And on that note, that is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast Music Edition. Thank you, Lane Staley, for giving us the best and for continuing to sing to us from beyond the other world. Good night. Mm -hmm.